Hello and welcome to another edition of Mindshare Radio. My name is Kevin Whelan and as always, thank you so much for joining me. Happy Friday. Today I want to talk a little bit about a few ideas that are kind of floating around in my head. Uh, in particular, I want to talk about kind of the constructs of the Mindshare methodology in terms of how you can operate your business or how you can organize the way that you operate your business. And really, I think I'm kind of drawing like a pyramid or at least I'm envisioning one in my mind here. And, and there's sort of a few parts to it that if you build things layer by layer, then... It makes the rest of your consulting practice easier and more effective and more scalable, more profitable. And part of it at the very tip of the spear, or maybe the, maybe this will become the bottom of the pyramid. I don't know the, the wide end of the pyramid, but the most important factor, the underlying piece to all of this to really grow the rest of your consulting practice is, is your niche or your, your area of focus or specialization. It's how you're positioned. So when you are tightly focused on a specific target market or a specific challenge or problem, that allows you to kind of develop this kind of kind of idea of category one positioning where you are the only one in this subsect of the greater kind of world that you live in, the, the consulting, the other available, say, consulting options that are out there. And when you have a very clear and concise niche, then it makes scaling info products and courses and memberships easier it makes it easier to cut through the noise it makes it easier to be more very more specific with the content you create and to use the language of a specific ideal target market or speak to the very specific needs of a, of a psychographic or a demographic or or uh, or just a problem that people may face so that's kind of like your the the very tip of the spear if you will and that's why it's to me the the underpinning of creating a true consulting business as opposed to basically a freelance uh, business of sorts where it's you know, you running your business, but there's really no leverage. So if you want to create leverage, having a really great niche or niche focus is probably one of the more important things to do because why? Well, when you have a very specific focus, you get to create a lot of content that is repeat, that is kind of repeatable and relevant to a specific, um, audience. And that content can be used both for content marketing as well as in your consulting engagements, you can have kind of swipe files, references, templates, um, other kind of content that really makes all of your engagements easier and more effective. And it's very, very relevant to a specific target market. And then the content can also be packaged into info products, courses, memberships, and other more leveraged forms of knowledge delivery. And when you have it very clearly focused, it allows it to sort of stand out, be distinct, and then be valuable to a specific group of people. Um, but it also becomes repeatable, meaning you can use it in all your client engagements and have it be really, really valuable and leveraged uh, because it's, because of its specificity. A marketer's best friend is specificity. And even when it comes to resources and, and information and, and anything in life, the more custom fit it is, the more specific it is to a specific type of or a person uh, or situation, the, the more valuable it could potentially be. And then as you use it over and over again, it gets hardened, it gets refined, it gets revised and made into something that's really, really rock solid over time. So niche is kind of that area where whether it's a niche or a specialization, niche being in it for a specific audience or a specialization of a specific problem, um, it generates all these very, very specific you know, content pieces, this intellectual property that you develop. And that makes, that gives you a lot of leverage to use and to resell and to package up in various different ways. So that's one of the main, it's kind of the tip of the spear in this whole process. Um, I'll talk a little bit about some of the other pieces that are in there and, and kind of see where this conversation goes, but kind of right under this idea of niche, uh, is, is credibility. And it's sure it's one thing to kind of pick a niche and to say, you know, I help this type of person or I do this type of thing, but then it's another 
it's another whole topic altogether about being credible for that specific thing. So even when you do pick a niche or a niche, uh, it's, you, you know, the chances of you being credible for that group is, is small until you've built social proof or, you know, maybe you have 20 years experience doing this type of work for this type of client. Maybe it was working in house for, you know, all these companies in the past and now you're doing consulting, in which case you have some credibility, but it means you need to demonstrate that credibility. You need to kill them with proof, as I like to say, or if I were to soften it, win them with proof. And you want to over demonstrate your credibility, trustworthiness, and, uh, and, and prove your, your value to the world, um, before people will take you seriously. So it's not enough to just kind of be, um, you know, a like specialist on paper. You also need to be demonstrably better or more credible than the alternative options. So just simply positioning yourself isn't going to do it. Uh, it's going to be a lot more than that as well. And that's demonstrating credibility through logos, testimonials, case studies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that. So that's, you know, right underneath you've got credibility. And when those, when you have those two things, they go hand in hand, they, they generate a lot more client interest. They, they generate better conversions. You don't need a huge audience. You just need to look great on paper, as I like to call it. And that becomes, that's a one, two punch of choosing a niche or a niche and then demonstrating why you are distinctly um, credible for that specific thing. So once you kind of move down the value ladder, or if you will, or just sort of move down the chain of of things, the underpinnings that go to underneath this stuff, you've got methodology and your methodology is really just your way of solving your client problems in a repeatable way so that you can create consistent results, both for you and your clients. So having a methodology is really just a glorified checklist. Now you don't always need to do the checklist in a specific order, but chances are you need to cover most of those things on that checklist in order to complete an objective for your client. And by having a checklist, every time you learn, a new idea or learn a new way of doing things, your methodology gets hardened. Your methodology improves and so too does your work and so too does the consistency of your results for future clients. So that's kind of like ultimately just your, your checklist. Uh, I use this in a Trello board and I do it in a very specific order from the strategy process through to an analytics to the platform to content to um, ads and SEO and all these kind of different layers onto, onto that. But Ultimately, you're, you want to devise your own way of solving your client challenges, the own, the, your own rough order in how to do so, and then harden it through experience and make it specific and make it so that you've got the ultimate list of what to do for your specific niche or your specific specialization. And then that methodology becomes the leverage like we talked about. So that's like your, you know, your methodology can create content marketing stuff. It's like ripping a page out of your method and sharing it to the public, uh, kind of like, you know, an encyclopedia. Uh, content marketing is very much like ripping a page out of the encyclopedia and sharing it with the world. It, it's somewhat out of context, but it's still valuable, independent of itself. Um, so that's one way you can use your methodology. Another one, obviously, is delivering your client work so that it's more consistent, more repeatable, more um, the results are are easier and better over time for you and your clients. And then also then you can package and sell it as info products, courses, memberships, and so on and so forth. So the goal is, you know, pick a niche, develop your credibility, uh, and then through working with clients one-to-one and in small group coaching and, and so on and so forth, you can then develop your methodology, which gets better and better, more refined and more refined, more refined. You get to kind of, you know, color in the lines a little bit better to the point where eventually you have such a specific way of doing things uh, that it's, it's highly, you know, highly, highly relevant, highly, highly valuable for your ideal target market. So, um, that's that part right there. The next part you have is your, is your business model and your business model is sort of the way you sell this stuff. So I've talked about leveraging your, your methodology into a way that, 
uh, allows you to make the most profit. So, you know, for me, most of my revenue, most of my profit comes from my larger consulting clients and they, they spend anywhere between three and six, $7,000 a month. And, and that, that allows me to work with other smaller businesses and individuals, especially in the case of Mindshare. I do a couple, I work with a few people on a, on a one-to-one coaching level. Um, but it's largely funded by those bigger engagements with bigger clients that I have, at least for now. Um, but your business model is going to be designed in a way that people can access your your methodology with various levels of engagement from you at all different price points. So you have everything from your ebook or your free content, which I publish daily, to your ebooks or your other kind of webinar free stuff, free kind of media content, uh, straight up through to your any courses, info products, memberships that you may have, and then eventually into your um into your, uh, you know, group coaching and then one-to-one coaching, which is kind of more and more levels of involvement and your personal time and expertise applied to their specific situation. So that's how that sort of value ladder kind of works, your product or services ladder. But your business model is really, really important because it has to work for you and it also has to get results for your clients. So it has to be aligned with the way you like to work. It has to give you energy, has to be profitable, and it has to also, um, you know, get results. Cause if it doesn't get results, you don't really have a business. You'll never get that flywheel. You'll never get that referral engine going. So we've talked about having a niche or a niche and then demonstrating improving credibility is kind of the name of the game. And in the credibility area, you know, that includes having a, a nice looking website. So you look like a professional design gives first impressions you know, gives a positive first impression, which speeds the time to trust. And I call it a trust lubricant. So design is an important factor, uh, but also the copy and the content. And then, and then also the logos, testimonials, case studies, anything you can add to prove that you are worth what you're worth. So that's the credibility piece. And then that's all looking good on paper, having a methodology that gets better over time. So from day one, you should have a general approach to how you want to run your engagements. And then over time, you want to harden that. Whether you are a writer or whether you are a uh, fractional CMO, you want to have a way of approaching your work such that it could all be checklisted. You're still going to apply your own unique perspectives and your own unique pattern matching and your own unique creativity and technical skills to your engagements. A checklist does not replace your expertise. A checklist just helps to guide you and to remind you to check on things and to look for things you know, even pilots have a multiple point checklist before they take off the airplane. Even if they've been flying their entire life, surgeons do the same thing. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how expert you are, your expertise still matters, but the checklist helps to just really ensure that everything is very dialed in and and very complete and accurate and up to date. So that's kind of your methodology. It's ultimately the checklist to get smarter every time, every time you make a mistake, every time you learn something new, every time something works, you want to document it, put it into your checklist. And then ideally it gets paired with either a process on how to do it or a swipe file on what examples might look like of those things. But that's your kind of that is your uh, ultimate methodology that gets better and better over time. Do this for two or three years. Your methodology is going to be really dialed in. You're going to be able to sell it in multiple different ways. And again, this is the crux of the Mindshare methodology here is uh, devising a business model that that leverages your expertise, leverages your, your methodology, and allows you to sell it in all these various different formats. Which then brings us to our business model, which we talked about. And that is, at the end of the day, um, uh, that is, at the end of the day, your... Um, uh, your, your way of, 
of selling your methodology. And uh, that's what's going to, you know, d depending on how you design and price your services, it's going to depend on how compelling they are to, to your target market. Uh, and if you picked your niche right, then your business model will be really dialed in and specific to them, to the people you're seeking to help. So that's your business model. We've talked a little bit about that already. And then towards the bottom of this thing is kind of your marketing engine. And, you know, about half the time in your business, maybe 30, 40, 50% should be spent on marketing yourself, should be sent, spent on creating content, should be spent on, you know, reaching out to people, publishing stuff, editing stuff, creating assets, you know, whatever you can do to kind of generate the, the engine that is your marketing. Now, just like part of my methodology is to install a system in my client's business, which is different than my methodology. It's kind of like the client's methodology at the end of the day. How do they, what do they do day to day? Your methodology, your marketing engine should be some form of a system. For me, it's having a daily publishing schedule on my blog. I syndicate that to my email newsletter and that goes out automatically every single day. I publish it in this community. I uh, will share it on different social media platforms, Twitter in particular. Uh, and then, you know, as time goes on, I'm generating more and more assets, like a little courses and webinars and other richer forms of content. But at first I had to kind of design the website and the experience and to create content. Uh, and then I can kind of find ways to, to package it. And with say my coworking consultancy, I do tons of webinars for software companies that serve that industry. I partner with people. I do all kinds of stuff to kind of get content in front of new audiences in that target market. But that's part of the marketing engine over there. So you want to develop a system, something that works. Maybe it includes outreach. Maybe it includes advertising. Maybe it includes some SEO, but you want to have a system, a very simple system that you can operate that doesn't overwhelm you because you know, you're, you're busy and you're trying to do work for your clients as well, but something that generates results. And then as things start working for you, you want to keep doubling down and doing more and more of that. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you want to publish more or less or change your newsletter format, but you want to have a very simple system that if you deliver on this thing, then it should generate leads for you over time. Now it's a long-term view and you got to stay in front of people for a long time. You got to create a lot of content. That's a big part of uh, growing you, yourself as a marketing consultant. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, when you have your methodology, you're really just kind of spinning off those ideas and sharing as much of them as you can and, and kind of, you know, uh, attracting people through various channels. Um, like I said, you know, tapping into existing audiences and doing partnerships with people and all that good stuff. So that's kind of the base of it. So at the very base, you have a marketing engine above that. You've got your business model, above that you've got your methodology, above that you've got your credibility and above that you've got your niche. Uh, I'm going to change this as I go, but I was just trying to really wrap my head around kind of how do you construct this? And if you picture a pyramid, niches at the top, it's the tip of the spear, if you will. I also say it's kind of like the end of the lever. It could also be flipped around. That could be the base. I don't know. It's the most important to me uh, part in, in really growing a business around your expertise, not just selling your time and then building credibility, methodology, business models, and your marketing engine on top of that. So I hope all this works for you. And regardless, you know, I focus on helping marketing advisors, strategists, fractional CMOs, and people selling expert, their expertise as advice and info products and memberships. But even if you're selling, and I know there's a few freelancers in here and a few agency owners in here, even if you're selling implementation or done for you services, there's always an advisory component to it. There's always a strategy component to it. And uh, even delivering the work you do doesn't need to be your strategic advisory work. It can be your execution work. So if you're a writer, how do you outsource? and delegate your writing stuff so that you create consistent and repeatable results. And then every piece of content that your writer creates, how do you review it against that checklist that they also have and then make sure that it matches all your criteria and then it should churn out something that, that generally meets your client goals. And if it doesn't and you need to make an adjustment, then you know you have something new to add to your methodology, which then becomes 
feeding into your content and later becomes a course and allows you to kind of scale and hire more writers or whatever. So all this stuff works, whether you're an advisor or a freelancer or a consultant, the key is just kind of getting clear on who you're trying to serve and what problems you're solving for them. So you can build credibility, develop your methodology, create a business model that, that spins off as you know, with as much leverage as possible from your core methodology and then a marketing engine to support it all to keep that engine running. And that's all for now. I'll leave, leave you with this uh, on a Friday afternoon. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're not a member of Mindshare uh, community or one of the Mindshare coaching programs, um, check out mindshare.fm and see if that's interesting to you. We help marketing advisors uh, learn to leverage and sell their expertise, not their hands. And if you are a current uh, member of the community or the one of the coaching programs, be sure to spread the good word. Um, every Friday, I share one of these episodes for free. And, uh, you know, um, sharing it around is always really, really valuable. And I uh, really appreciate um, you doing so. That's all for now. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye.